0: Ross. ross 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 Ross. all right welcome everyone to another edition of the ross review this is the fifth episode of 2021 today i have with me dos as always we've got ross back on the show and today we have a very special guest he's a former afl player his name is Liam Anthony, one of Ross's close mates, and he's come to join us today to talk a bit of footy and a bit about Supercoach. Welcome Doss, welcome Ross, and welcome Liam. Thank you, Calen.
1: Hey, Calen. It's good to be back.
0: Good to have you back, Ross. So a bit of a background on Liam. I won't go too much into the details of his, of his career, but Liam uh, went pick 43 in the 2008 National Draft, played 57 games at North Melbourne and kicked 27 goals, but his most impressive stat line is that he averaged 95.2 supercoach points in his debut season from 10 games. By comparison, Sam Walsh averaged 86.9 in his first season, who we all thought was a star in his first season, and the only better first-year player that comes to mind in terms of supercoach is Michael Barlow, who averaged 116. Uh, Paddy Cripps himself only played three games in his first year, but then he went on to average 96.3 in his first full season the next year. So I'd say that's his probably closest comparison. So considering Cripps is also from the Northampton region, uh, would you consider yourself to be basically the same person as Paddy Cripps, Liam?
2: Yeah, mate. Yeah. Very similar careers. Um, (laughs) Mine was unfortunately finished a little bit earlier. So, could have gone on to win three B&Fs at North Melbourne, like Paddy did at couple, but, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> didn't occur. So, very similar people. Yeah, very Honestly, similar apart from that, I reckon. I know Paddy really well, really really good fellow, and he's had a fantastic career. So, um, it's bred a lot of good footballers in Elthampton. I'm not saying I'm one of them, but it's a breeding ground, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, he seems like a pretty good bloke as well. He's usually got a smile on his face, except when he's getting a bit uh, into it on the footy field, like against Fremantle. We actually uh, said on the prod, pod the week before that he needed to uh, harden up a bit. He had a couple of average weeks and then he came out and roughed Fremantle up and had his biggest score for the year. So it was good to see him come out and do that.
2: Yeah, definitely. I've, uh, I've actually got him in my my team. Um, I was very close to giving him a call and giving him a little rev up myself. Um, I thought he was going to go hundreds every week, but unfortunately, he's... Under quite often, so that freeo game got him back in the good graces. But um yeah, last week started well and then and then dropped again. So maybe maybe a fine call to fucking give him a kick up the arse might be the thing.
0: He might have to give him another rocket, trying to pull his finger out. So you've played uh, Super Coach nearly every year. How many years have you been playing for now, Liam? You're a bit of an expert.
2: <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll have to be honest. Super Coach I played for eight years when I was. Over in Melbourne, um, I'm currently playing Dream Team, so I suppose it's the competitor. Um, but wouldn't consider myself an expert, although I do talk it up. I just, I just don't have the runs to back it up. That's all. Fair enough. Did you ever put yourself?
1: you
3: ever put yourself
2: yeah. in your in your own team?
1: Yeah, fucking knows.
2: <laughs> It it happens.
3: Was that when you were, was that when you were having a good year? was that when you were averaging 90 or when you were averaging 44?
2: Yeah, that was when I was getting a game. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, can't, I, I honestly don't think I did but yeah, early on I, I, I got a few points but then obviously yeah battled away to get a game and put on that green vest a couple too many times so <laughs> so, uh, so did you still pick
3: yourself even though you knew you weren't getting uh, a game?
2: I'd tell my mates to pick me even though I wasn't getting the game, but um <laughs> I'm to get those percentages up, that's for sure.
1: But uh hey, yeah. This is a question I've always wanted to ask. You know when it comes late in the game and it Peter's out, you know he's gonna win. You ever like drop down the back line, kick it, get it back, you know, just wax a little bit, get your scores up?
2: Yeah, when I had myself and my team, yeah, I did a job. <laughs> <laughs> Not- <laughs> Probably why I've, probably why the career finished a little bit early. <laughs> Blame Supercoach. Jake Lloyd Good. seems to do all right with it. But I kept a lot of people no, you're happy, so but
3: And Maxi yeah. Gorn.
0: Maxi Gorn plays Supercoach as well, doesn't he? Picks himself. Yeah. Scores 150
3: well, look, every week. I'm sure Jake Lloyd picks himself.
2: We had a yeah, we had a fair bit on it. We had a North Melbourne league, like, It was pretty pretty big investment. We didn't have ourselves in it. That was a rule, obviously, with the betting and all those things associated with it. But um, yeah, it was oh, quite yeah. quite a full on serious competition we had uh, back in the day. <laughs> nice so you one. would
3: let you would let the opposition player kick a goal if you had if you had him.
2: And- <laughs> <laughs> I was no no comment. <laughs>
3: Probably get in trouble here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah,
0: oh, well. This is all a joke for all the listeners out there. <laughs> all right. Well, it's good to have you on with your wealth of knowledge, Liam. Eight years is longer than I've been playing and longer than uh, Ross. I'm not sure about Doss. Doss, how long have you been playing? Uh, yeah, about the
3: same, about eight
1: years.
0: Same, and, uh,
3: unfortunately, yeah. I, I never picked Liam, though, unfortunately. I would have if I had
1: known him. I think chunter has been playing since uh, Supercoach started and he hasn't got any better. I feel like his footy, really. Yeah, he's playing he's going downhill.
3: Getting worse. Feel like golf, the more
0: you play, speaking, the worse you get. Speaking of Chunter, let's take a look at uh, how Chunter went for the week and uh, also have a look a little bit at Ross's performance, like we like to do. So I see here that uh, Chunter's nemesis, who is Ross, had a nice win. Uh, pretty decent score, 2,231, defeated Joel's team, Rock Draper Scissors, by about 100 points. It's a nice little win there, Reesey. There,
1: yeah, it was pretty close. So I, I, that was a good score because I had a donut as well. I had uh, Flynn and Meek in the ruck, and both didn't play. Um, Joel didn't have them either. But I, it would have been really close because he had Ridley go down with an injury, um, and it was just saved, I think, because Neil played really well and Walsh played really well. If it hadn't been for them two, I might have uh, might
3: have might have gone down.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, Ridley definitely hurt Joel. Then if he had played, he probably would have won. Yep, it would unlucky
3: probably. for Joel scoring 2161. He would have beaten most teams in the comp, but uh, unfortunately, he came up against a strong Reese.
2: So and I know, I know Joel's it.
1: listening as well. So he owes me a carton of stone and wood for it as well.
2: Brilliant.
1: Okay. So he'll have his chance to win that back when Carlton plays yes, in a couple of weeks.
0: I'm sure he will win it back. So now let's take a look at uh, Chunter. So Chunter had another dismal week by the looks of things. He played uh, Butcher, who didn't have the best season uh, last year. I think he finished eighth or ninth, Butcher. Um, he's doing all right this year, middle of the table, I think. But he, uh, Butcher scored a pretty good score, 2,174. But Chunter only managed to score 1,842. So got knocked off by about 300 points. So that's mm-hmm. a pretty pathetic performance, again, isn't it, isn't it Reese? What do you think of that?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I think he should just give up,
1: really. He's, he's, he's useless. And he, cop- he copped a donut as well on the back line and... I mean, Butch is not that good either. Um, it's just handing out wins to everyone else. So he needs to have a good, hard look at himself, and or just hand over the
3: money already.
0: I agree. What do you think, Dos?
3: I can't wait to play Chunter. I I need a win. I'm I'm struggling. I've got a lot of injuries at the moment, and I've got Chunter this week. So I need an easy game, and um, I'm glad. I'm glad that I got Chunter this week.
0: Phew. You know, I've been pretty hard done by Doss. You just brought in Ridley, didn't you? So you brought in Ridley. You had Houston injury oh, as well. Mate, you, had yeah. May, you had May last week in the Wolves. Yeah, I've had, I've had
3: five outs in my defence in the last two weeks. I've had um, Caleb Daniel and Stephen May last week. And this week I had Houston, who was doing really well. Um, Ridley, and who I just brought in last week. And um, one other who was doing quite well, but uh, got injured as well um, from my back line. Can't remember who it is. But, uh, yeah, one more. Well, let's so hope all the bad luck's tra- out
0: of the way. Two trades from my back line this week. Yeah, that's quite annoying. So, mm-hmm. uh, considering Chantra is bottom of the table, he hasn't actually won a game yet. Would you have any advice for him, Liam, on how he can turn his season around?
2: Um, well, I haven't actually... I'd love to get a look at his side. Um, you can go through it for you if you want. Yeah, let's have yeah, a look man. at his team. Backline uh, back
1: line got short... Zach Williams, Rory Ladd, Giath, uh, Kaczynski, Caleb Daniel, who didn't play, and Jordan Clark.
2: Supercoach is all based on like contested possessions and disposal efficiency from memory. Is that right? A lot of yeah, that. that's right. Yeah, that's
1: right. Yep. Uh, midfield, he's got he's got Jack McRae, mm-hmm. who's pretty good. Uh, Brayshaw's been thereabouts. Tom Mitchell hasn't done much. Uh, Bontempi's been pretty good. Josh Kelly's hasn't really does in Toronto. Also, probably hasn't really done what we expected. And that's that's pretty much it. Rookies after that, and forward line, he's only got Dangerfield. Um missed three weeks. That's that's yeah, he hasn't really got too much down her. Um can't really see anyone else of note in the forward line. He's got rookies after
0: that. He's only got three players who so are averaging over 110.
2: Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I have the right strategy, but I, I generally try and get like to get early on. Uh you gotta get your ruck stock set. So your Gorn-Grundy sort of combo, I think that's just a, a given. But I think Riley O'Brien potentially might be the other the other big ruckman potentially. Again, I, I'm not sure the Supercoach scores. But once you got your backs and forwards, because the, the midfield rookies are generally going to score at a higher, yeah, average, that's say, true. A higher average than say some of your forwards, although we've been lucky, I know in Dream Team, Chad Warner's been um, forward mid, so is Braden Campbell from Sydney, that Errol Goulden's also scored pretty well, so generally I like to lock lock and load your core backs and forwards with the two rucks, so say f- at least four key backs and forwards because yeah, your rookies through the midfield there's more of them.
3: Yeah.
1: So what do you yeah.
2: think of say
1: Flynn in the rock. Some people went with one premium like Gornock Grundy and then they've gone uh, Hunter from St. Kilda and Flynn as well or Meek and Flynn. Um, See, but Flynn's, Flynn's missed the last couple of weeks with the big mummy. He's back.
2: Yeah, so you, you'd... Depending what he's got in the bank, you, I would downsize. Um, so, yeah, I would get rid of a couple of rookies that are about to... Their break-evens are too high. Mm. Um, and try and save some cash. So I've used that strategy. I think I'm about 400 in Australia at the moment for Dream Team. Just oh, Wow, that's awesome. That's right. Throw that in there for good yeah. measure. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so we, Chanta- yeah, Chanta needed to listen to you from the start because he's got he's just got too many players that are not playing in his bench here, Liam. So it's a shame that you didn't come on the podcast earlier. Yeah, um, injured players yeah. is
2: never really a good strategy. Um- yeah, but yeah, oh, look, oh, that's the way I've gone this year, and it, it's held me in good stead so far. So I would down, downgrade as quick as possible to try and basically, with Meek and Flynn not playing, you've got to get a Ruckman. Um, so I know I went to Tracy, who hasn't scored much but was at the minimum value. And now I'm downgrading a couple of kids that have scored well and increased price by two or 300 grand. I'll, I'll have Ruckman. Uh, Gorn and Grundy is my rock combo this week.
0: Yeah, Chanty's um,
1: missed the boat on a few rookies too. Like he hasn't got that Lockie Jones, who he might bring in this week from. Yeah, too late uh, on Adelaide. It. Is it still? Uh, he a didn't, yeah, he three didn't get MP, and he also hasn't got. And we we've been imploring him to get from three weeks ago. Um, someone you probably know quite well in Jack Ziegel. That's I really
2: bad. He's off it. I knew. I spoke to him and I knew he was going back and with that I knew he was gonna be the kick out king for North. So with that new rule, I actually yeah. sent him in to my um fantasy draft team. Yeah. And he's done very well. It's always always nice to have a little bit of inside info based on the last four or five years, you probably wouldn't have picked Zebs at all. Um <laughs> not as painful. forward. But yeah, those, those players that kick you out are just because... I would imagine more than 90% of the kickouts occur outside the goal square. Probably more than that, actually. Yeah, it's around that. Yeah, I think. it's nearly the
3: 40 points a game. Yeah. I was reading yeah. that someone said someone said they shouldn't actually count the stats. Uh, I actually I agree with that.
0: That was Sicily. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Sicily, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: I kind of agree as well. Don't really earn it. You just got to get the ball. You still got to kick it well, I guess. But I mean, anyone can kick it 50 meters, right, outside the arc. So I reckon you got to earn it. Chanta, yeah. Chanter, that's how
1: yeah. play on roll. Yeah, that's the only way Chanter gets stats, really, is kicking in. Me doesn't kick him
2: out on the full <laughs> This Chanter amuses me. I've got to I've got to make this Chanta.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, unfortunately he couldn't make this pod, uh but might be able to get him on next time with you. So let's yeah. move on to a. sorry, go on
2: no, I was just saying that's the strategy I've gone with is, is making sure you've got your, your core back and, and forwards. Um, you've got to have a couple of dual position. So like your danger field that generally has the mid forward um, and the same back. And because I think uh, the increase in price of midfielders and the points they score are generally for rookies, generally more than, than your rookie backs or your, your rookie forwards as a generalization. So that, that's the method I've used. And yeah, I suppose this year it's worked.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it is working. And yes, on that point you made for the, the Rucks, that was a big talking point before the season. I'm sure in Dream Team and in Supercoach, whether to go with the set and forget, like always, or to go with the, the cheap rookies. And it looks like this time again, the set and effect and forget has won out. I mean, Flynn was looking good, but now he's missed the last two weeks. And a few people have had a few donuts in their field. So it looks like the people who chose Gorn and Grundy to start, of which I was one, have uh, and you were as well, Liam. Have have benefited for benefited from that. So uh, let's move on to a few talking points now for the week. So there's a few big big uh, news stories we'll we'll talk about. One of them is Lockie Neal. So Lockie Neal started the season pretty poorly. He's had that back injury, but he's come out with a bang against Essendon in a torrential downpour um, of a game. He's come out with a huge 157. He's now at 580k. And this could be the cheapest he gets because I think his break-even back to around 98 now, which he could beat again and, and just go up in price from here. He's playing against Carlton this week, so he could potentially get a Kurnow tag. Um, but it's not the hardest tag in the world, I guess. It's not like a De Boer tag. So is this the time we need to get Lockie Neal back into our teams? What do you think, Doss? Uh, not for me.
3: One good game doesn't mean that he's back in form yet. He played against Essendon, who didn't really turn up at all in that rain. Um, so I want, to see, I want to see him play one more good game against Carlton this week. Um, as you say, he'll probably get a tag. If he can get through the tag and score over 100, then I'll look at him. But for now, I'd be looking at others ahead of Neil.
0: Fair enough. What do you reckon, Ross?
1: Well, I, I started with Neil, and I didn't get rid of him like a lot of people, so I was pretty lucky. Um, mind you, I, I did have the, um, the trade cursor over him this week but i was missing a few people so kept him in and lucky he come good and i think i'll just hold on to him now um and you can always bank on Essendon and playing um, a player back in the form mm. so hopefully he's back to stay and carlton have been terrible um, as much as i love my blues um they were shit house on the weekend and they didn't chase or anything so lucky will love it
0: what do you reckon lamb
2: He's a superstar, I wasn't aware that he had the back injury, so that explains a little bit about the start to the year. But I also believe teams put a bit of time in him for once. So I know a lot of coaches like to go head to head, but when you've got a player that's getting the ball 35 times and and getting forward and scoring, you've got to have a serious think about sending someone to stop him. Um, I know Joe Long did that that young kid um, O'Connor potentially O'Connor. Yep. and then another team have done that and, and Brisbane haven't started that well so whether or not it's a, an overall team performance or whether he's just that much of a barometer for him inside in terms of his ability to to retrieve the ball in, at the coalface and feed it outside oh, yeah I don't know why teams don't put more time into him to be honest um, but I'd hang on to him and probably draw him in. He's a he's a superstar. Even if if he's at eighty percent, he's probably going to average average a hundred from here on in. I would imagine. Um, so with his break even that low, as I said, I'd personally I'd be bringing him in.
0: Yeah, I'm on the fence. I'm considering bringing him in this week. I've got the potential money to do it. I can get rid of a Campbell and. A- bury rookies and then bring in another rookie such as McRae who looked pretty good for collingwood um and then bring him in see that it's either him or titch i was looking at but uh titch hasn't been the best lately he had a 76 on the weekend so and he should drop a bit more as well so it's between those two i'm looking at to bring in um Who's, who? tom mitchell tom mitchell so tom mitchell used to be a fantasy pig a couple of years yeah. ago broke his leg he's come back last season was okay respectable i think he averaged about 110 in super coach but uh this season he's averaging 103 so far which is not the best for a midfielder he's not really back to his piggish ways just yet and he just had a 76 on the weekend so not the best and he's probably going to drop a bit more in price to about 530k within the next few weeks as well what do you think about him dos would you bring in tom mitchell to your team
3: I've got Tom Mitchell, and I definitely wouldn't be bringing, bringing him in at the moment. If, if you're looking for someone for that price range, I'd be going someone like Sam Walsh or Clayton Oliver over over both, um, or, or Petraka over both um, uh, Neil and Tom Mitchell. Even Trelaw, Even Trelaw's a dark, dark horse as well. And if you look at Zach Merritt, I'd, I'd be going Zach Merritt over them as well. I think there's other options.
0: Yeah, Merritt's a bit more expensive, but those other two you mentioned are pretty good options. Oh no, Merritt's only 584. I thought it was a bit more Merit's than
3: that. Merit's 584.
0: Yeah, that's not too bad actually. Oliver's,
3: Oliver, Oliver, and, uh, Oliver's 591. Even Marcus dollars 590. So there's plenty of options there. Even Travis Boggs. Yeah, right, are.
1: But Boggs only 560. I reckon he's pretty good value. Yeah,
3: so so around that price range, there's heaps of options. Uh, I guess it's just a matter of making the right one.
0: Yeah, that's true. The only really expensive mid right now is Jack Steele. Really, Jack Steele's at six fifty, but the rest are all around that mark, aren't they? Five eighty to five ninety. So well, McRae, Dunkley,
3: and Jack Steele are over six hundred, but the rest are all around. Yeah, McRae so well, well, so yeah, as well. I'd be going to Walsh for five eighty. Out of all those players, I mean, he's he's averaging high. He's averaging one sixteen. Um, Paddy Cripps gets the tag each week, so I think I think Walsh. He's a, they let him run free, and I reckon he's going to just rack up 120s each week. So I'd be going
0: him. Yeah, that's fair enough. Not a bad call, Dos. And then we also had Dangerfield come back from his three-week suspension. He came out. Uh, I think he was looking good early, but then he had a little bit of an ankle injury. Not sure if that was the third quarter or early in the fourth. And then they kept him off. They didn't use the medical sub. Scott was saying afterwards something about that, that even though they knew he wasn't going to play at the rest of the game. They didn't want to use it because they didn't think it'd be fair or something, which seemed a bit strange to me. I thought, why not use it? They had uh, Jordan Clark on the bench. I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't have been happy in the fantasy world if they did bring him on Jordan Clark only scored about a five. So I think they were thanking Scott for that, but it was a bit of a strange decision in my opinion. Uh, but Dangerfield came out with a 75. So he's probably going to drop in cash for the next few weeks. He might be 525 or 530 in a couple of weeks. Are we going to bring him in then? What do you reckon, Reese?
1: I uh, started with Dangerfield and got rid of him when he got suspended. Um, pretty happy I did because he, he was pretty rubbish on the weekend um, against North Melbourne. Um, your old mob, Liam, I thought he might actually rip them apart. But uh, North was surprisingly quite competitive and um, they didn't give up a lot of easy ball except for Tom Stewart. He be pleased. But, yeah, Dangerfield, I think no for now. He's going to drop in price, so I'd wait on him.
0: And what do you reckon, Liam? Were you watching that game against your old mob? How did Dangerfield look?
2: No, actually, I, I wasn't. Sorry, I was out of the park with my son. Um, so I missed the game. Um, but so yeah. That's more if, important. Yeah. Um, if, if Danger's, if dangers price is, or break even, is still pretty high and his price is going to drop, you, you maybe think of waiting another week, um, saving up some cash, maybe downgrading one of your rookies to another rookie for a couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, unfortunately I didn't see him, so I'm not sure what sort of nick he looked in. He's a superstar, of course, but um, yeah, maybe maybe a couple of runs under his belt. It's, it's amazing what three, four weeks off footy can do to you. Even though you do train, um, nothing can replicate match day.
0: Yeah, for sure. So yeah, Dangerfield yeah. I'll probably wait on as well. Wait until later in the season. He's probably one that everyone's looking to finish their forward line with. But then for that sort of last spot in the forward line, it's a bit, it's a bit hard. I reckon there's those sort of four to five who you, you can get in, who everyone will have. But then that sixth spot's a bit hard, I reckon. You've got options like a Bolton. He started to look pretty good for Richmond. Just always depends if he's going to get the centre bounces or not, though I think he had a few weeks ago just a 29 when he only played forward. Um, you've got Marshall, but Marshall's been injured. Butters is out now, so it's, it's a bit hard. Who are you looking at, Doss, to bring into your forward line next? uh yeah there's not
3: really much available is there I, I do like danger eventually i think he'll come good um leah makes a good point that uh he had three weeks off and Liam were no more than any of us playing afl that uh, that match day fitness is, is a lot more like a lot harder than what we all realize so i think he'll come good eventually um so i think it's, if you got him you'd hold him but uh i definitely wouldn't be bringing him in right now because he's going to go down in value um, interesting about, uh, Scott, not playing, um, Jordan Clark, um, Diggler, Diggler, had Jordan Clark and I beat Diggler by one point this weekend. So even if Jordan Clark had to come on and got two points, Diggler would have beaten me. So I'm sure Diggler was hoping that he got on, but sorry about that Diggler. I oh, really he had a donut.
0: So he had a donut. If Clark yes, had came on, yes, he had
3: so a donut him. and i beat him by oh, wow. a point. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's huge.
3: But I had, I think- but I had a couple of players get injured halfway through the game. I think he had Ridley, but I had another one that got injured. Scored like uh, I had How. That's right. How scored like four points. So yeah. yeah, we both we both missed out. He also had um, he didn't have Gorn as captain as well. So that's the reason why I got him.
0: He did the old loophole, so you couldn't do the loophole because that was a problem that out with. a few people well, caught out with. Well, he had as captain, loophole, play it. but worked out all right with Gorn, one seventy-two.
3: Yeah, I, I could have gone Grundy, but I thought I thought Gorn would score high anyway. So I, I left it on Gorn. But yeah, it's a bit it's a bit risky when you do that, Vice Captain, when you got Gorn to play, because you know Gordon's going to score around 130 to 160. So if someone scores 135, it's a real sort of risky, risky move what to do.
0: Yeah, for sure. When you've got Gorn sitting there, you know, he can pop out of 150. When it's around 130, I reckon any more than 130, you've got to take it. But if, if you've got a 125, then you're probably backing in Gorn to do more than that most days, aren't you? McRae scored 126, yeah, so if you had the chance to take 146, you've got to take that.
3: Yeah, well, not we're, Gorn, Gorn's getting like 150 to 160, so it's a real it's a real uh, risk that you've got to take. It's it's, it's almost like a, you don't want him to score 135 to 145 because you don't know what to do then. You almost want your vice-captain to score 100.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, so now let's have a little bit of a talk about uh, Jordan Ridley. He was in Doss' team, at least I know, and he's in a few other people's team in our league. He went down with a, a 31, which I think was just within basically the first quarter. I think he already scored that, being the player he is, but then he went down with concussion. So he's going to be out for another week as well. And then when he comes back, because he's got that low score in his... Rolling average, I think he's going to drop down to about a, a 520000 price point. So obviously, if you've got him, you hold him. But if you don't have him, like me, um, I think you've got to start planning for that point to get him in. So whether you want to start planning your trades around that or spare a bit of cash if you need to. But I'm looking to get him in whenever he's around that point because I'm pretty sure after he reaches that point and that 31 drops out, he's going to skyrocket back up again. And he looks like the must-have defender this year. Are uh, you going to look to get him in at that time, Ross?
1: Yeah, I think I uh, probably have to, only because there's not that many um, backmen that you, know, you really want to get. Um, just having a quick look now at defenders. Uh, yeah, I can't really see too many. Maybe Tom Stewart is another one you could probably go for. But, yeah, I think Ridley's – got to plan to get him in pretty soon. He'll probably drop uh, over the next two weeks, maybe. So, yeah, I think Ridley, Tom Stewart, maybe even Daniel Rich might be on the target for me.
0: Ridley's been so dominant that he's actually still the top scoring player, even with that uh, defender, even with that 31 in his, um, in his total points. So he's been that dominant at the start of the year. But yeah, we've also got uh, Whitfield coming back in a couple of weeks. So he's obviously going to need to get a bit of fitness. It might be six weeks before he's back to the scoring potential we're used to. Um, but he's another one in the defense who could be good towards the end of the year. He might be the last defense upgrade target. Are you looking at either of those over the next sort of two to six weeks, Liam, in your dream team?
2: I definitely will be. Um, I'll be honest, I'm surprised I've actually ranked so high because I don't spend a heap of time on it, but you've probably just provided me with a bit of info with Ridley. I know he won the b f last year, uh, but I didn't realise he was such a good fantasy scorer. And Whitfield, I, I think he's naturally fit. Yeah, he runs. Uh, I know GWS aren't performing too well, but... I think he's just a must-have. He gets he gets you hundred every week. Um, again, I'm not sure what his starting price is at, at the moment, um, or what his break-even will be when he comes back. So it'll just be the case of having a look at his break-even that the week he's back, and if he's more than likely going to decrease in price, maybe waiting those two or three weeks before chucking him in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Ridley's such a good scorer in Super Coach. Maybe it's a bit different in Dream Team because. Effective disposals are such a big thing in uh, Supercoach and Ridley's basically one of the best users in the competition. He goes at 90% plus with his efficiency basically every game. So that's why he scores so high in, in Supercoach. Maybe for Dream Team, he's uh, a little bit, I'm sorry, still a good option, but maybe not the the best defender in, in that um, format.
2: Yeah, I could find out for you quite quickly. Um, he's Yeah, averaging 89. So still still okay without being outstanding. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, intercept possessions, contested footy, disposal efficiency, all, all play a key from memory with Supercoach. So if he's um, got it that good with his shoe at 90% and, and he's intercepting the ball as well, then, um, yeah, you can see he's definitely worth getting in in Supercoach. Yeah, and sure. that's with Lockie Winfield. Uh, his shoe on both sides of the body is incredible. Um, and he finds the pill both in and outside the contest. So in my opinion, I I know he's a shoe in for my team when he's back. Nice one. And then
0: moving back to the midfield, we've got a, we just talked about a few options around 580 and 590K. Um, So there's some pretty decent options there. But if there was someone who couldn't quite get there because they didn't have the cash or they couldn't make the upgrade, there's another option at 483K, so 100 grand less, and that's Brayshaw. He's had a couple of bad games. He got tagged in one of those. And, um, against the Hawks, I think. And the other one was, I think, against Carlton when Carlton uh, roughed them up, the young 3-0 midfield. What do you think about Brayshaw, Doss? Would you consider bringing him in at 483k or would you just go for the the proven primos?
3: Um, no, I'd, well, obviously I prefer a proven primo, but if I only have 480k, I think Brayshaw's a good buy because I reckon now that five's back and you've got Walters playing well, I think... That they're the ones that are going to get more attention than what Brayshaw will get now. So I think you look at Brayshaw's year last year and he was averaging over, like towards the end of the year, he was averaging over 110. So I think he's definitely a good bargain based um, price at 482. Uh, yeah, but the other one you could look at is Hugh Luggage, around the, a bit more expensive, but um, Hugh Luggage is 518, but I'd still probably go for Brayshaw over him. So yeah, I'd. I, I, I'd be looking to get Brayshore in if you could, if you had no other issues in your team.
0: Yeah, I don't mind it either. If that's the only player you can get to and you're looking to do an upgrade this week, you really need some more points on your field. I think he's not a bad option, but if you can get anywhere else to that 580 mark, I'd be going for the other ones personally. What do you reckon, Ross? Yeah.
1: Actually, yeah, I think I've already got Brayshore. I got rid of uh, my boy Pat because he was thinking about out. Got Brayshore, and then Brayshore had, had 260. So, um, I really hope he does good because I've lost a bit of money on him. I was just going to say one that will be coming back in a couple of weeks, who is averaging 119, is Rory Sloane, and he only costs 500, 000, 507. So maybe if you can't get anyone you want to save a little bit of money, he could be a good option in maybe a week or two.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's not a bad option. Uh, whenever he comes back from that eye problem he had. Um, not sure what he did, something to his eye. But the only thing with him is I don't know if it'll affect him too much, but Crouch has to come back as well. So I don't know if Crouch come back and Sloan's back, if Sloan's going to start playing a bit more up toward or not. And Sloan is prone to an injury every now and then. So it's a bit risky, but it is another cheap option to have there.
3: Also a tag with Sloan. You've got to be concerned. Like he's he's probably Adelaide's best midfielder and, and they tag him. And it's, if, if they tag him, it's just hard for him to score those big scores. So for me, Sloan's a no.
0: Yeah, true. Another option in the midfield, which no one seems to talk about. No one talked about him last season, even though he was up there and I think he was around the top 10 midfielders, Mark. And this year, I think he's the fifth-ranked midfielder. He's one of only three players to score at least 100 points each round since the start of the season. The other two are Jack McRae and Josh Dunkley, for reference, so he's in good company, and that's Jared Lyons. So he's quite a good super coach player, but no one seems to talk about him. He's a bit dear at 615K, but... I reckon he's still like a really great option, really solid. Neil's always going to get the tag, so Lions is just really good. He still runs around, gets a lot of contested possessions, and he's just a great option. Why do you think p- players don't talk about him more, Dos? Uh, super coaches.
3: I I don't know why they don't talk about him more. I reckon he's he's only one point two percent of teams, um, but yeah, he's he's going to be a top ten midfielder this year for sure um I guess I guess he's always I guess he's always uh expensive though because he never has bad games so he never drops down in value like you could get you could get Walsh for 568 or Jared Lyons for 613 so you'd be going I'd be going Walsh over Lyons just because you can save money on him but that's the only reason or you can even even Oliver's cheaper than him and Merritt they're all cheaper than Jared Lyons so I guess that's why people don't get him because he's always too expensive
0: yeah, he's a great option if you can afford it. But yeah, it's just that that uh, cheaper options, I guess, because is that how it works? Mostly if you drop, even if you drop like a big score, but then you drop a low score, I guess your score's going to, uh, your price is going to drop down a bit when you have that low score, right? So he's just consistently at that 110 to 115 each yeah. week. So I guess that's why he never drops. Yeah. I guess right, he never little...
3: he never really gets the big scores either. Like you hardly ever see him get like 150 or 160, like some of the others.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So- it's true. Yeah. He gets around the 130 mark sometimes, but yeah, he never drops that huge score, right?
3: Yeah.
1: I don't believe Gold Coast delisted him.
3: Uh, how, that's a joke.
1: It's a bit, he's he's, he's at
3: him right now.
1: Geez, it's, it's a bit like what should happen to Liam Anthony, really. If he, uh, well,
3: you know, I would got, like Liam he, Anthony to got, go yeah, to Gold he'd Coast. Probably, yeah, that's right. He's the sort of player Gold Coast could use.
0: That's true with all the young kids. Need someone with a bit of experience in there.
3: I mean, he's still young enough. He's still, how old are
2: you, Liam? You're talking about on or off the field? A lot of experience off the field. <laughs> no, <good job. laughs> um, nah, I'm, uh, yeah, no good these days, boys. But yeah, it would have been, I did. <laughs> oh, I think management spoke with the Gold Coast when I knew my, my tenure at North was up, but obviously didn't eventuate. Um, would have been good to try and sneak in a few more games and, and try and support the, the kids up there, but yeah, didn't eventuate. Can you play rock? If it was going to earn me three four hundred grand a year, I could play anyway. <laughs> I think they're still
3: looking for a ruckman They got Hugh
2: Greenwood rocking for them at the moment. So <laughs> that's
3: true. maybe maybe work on your rocking skills. Well,
1: there we go. Mid season drafts coming up.
2: <laughs> yeah, look. Yeah, well, there we go. I'll Put me in, put me up, put
0: me All trying. right, let's move on to uh sorry to cut you off there. Let's move on to the rookies before we get into the questions. We've got a quite a long list of questions uh tonight from our from our <laughs> listeners. So uh, let's let's just talk about the rookies quickly. About uh it's about time for the upgrade season. So it's almost time to cull some rookies. Some good options for culling is Campbell, he's got a break-even of 53, and he's had quite a few poor scores in a row. Sam Berry from Adelaide, he's got a break even of 43. Goulden as well, he's got a break-even at 51, uh, even though he can score quite high. And then Warner from Sydney as well has a break-even at 58. So out of those four, I'd personally leave Goulden and Warner um, for another week if possible, just given their scoring history and they're playing Gold Coast this week. Um, so I'd personally be going for Campbell and Berry and then other rookies that I haven't named there pretty much have still got a bit in them, I think, like your Powell, Jordan, Roe, Cozy Bergman. Still good for another week or two. They're still going to make some cash. Uh, Who would you be cutting, Doss? Are you planning on cutting any rookies this week?
3: No, I've got too many injuries. As I said, I got my uh, How and um, now I've forgotten the other one. How, How, and my other defenders injured as well, which are two premium. Oh, Houston, How and Houston are injured. Houston, there's a problem there. So I'm going to have to I'm going to have to just sideways some premiums. I think Houston nice. might be uh, right. I
0: think I saw something today saying that he might be able to get up. It wasn't as bad as they thought.
3: So okay. hopefully he well, does. Shoulders, shoulders are shoulders are a concern though because when you've got a dodgy shoulder, you just it's hard to mark the ball and it's hard to tackle. So mm. that's my only concern. Um, yes, I, I'll probably hold him then if he plays or if even if he's out a week, I'll probably hold him. But I'll have to wait until teams are announced. Which the, the teams, the team announcements are really annoying me this year because. You've got to wait until Friday and Saturday before making your trades. Um, but, yeah, for the rookies to get rid of, I probably if I had Paddy Dow, I'd get rid of him first, even though he's made no money, cool. over those those other ones. Because I reckon I reckon those Sydney boys can still score well against Gold Coast. And I'm not sure if there's any others. There's, there's a few rookies not playing as well. So you might just want to sideways one of them. I think Lockie Jones is a pretty good get at the moment, considering Port have a few injuries. I reckon he'll play about four or five more games at least before Butters and um, and Durstma come back. So I think he's his spot's pretty solid there. So yeah, I'd be looking to get him in. I, I don't know which rookie you'd get rid of first. I, I'd need to wait until Friday, to be honest.
0: Yeah, those Sydney ones, I think I saw Horse today saying there's potential that they get rested, a couple of them, or at least yeah. one. So I need to wait to see on yeah. Sydney. They play Saturday morning, so at least we'll know early which ones aren't going to get named in the team, which is good. We can know which one to cut. If they're being rested, it might help. For example, if Campbell gets yeah. rested, then it'll give you the reassurance to trade him out. Um,
3: yeah, yeah. if you're going to get a donut, obviously trade the one that's not playing if it's going to cost you a donut. But it's all right putting them on the bench as well if you can afford to. If you've got enough players to cover your team, it's okay to put them on the bench. They don't get down in value if they don't play. So sometimes yeah. it's better.
0: Yeah, but even if you're not going to get a donut, if you can't afford an upgrade now, like I'm considering getting Neil or someone like a Merritt in upgrading to them and then um, downgrading to someone like a Finlay McRae. So I need to get rid of two rookies for that. Um, so even though I'll get rid of two rookies who are scoring okay and will be playing, I can upgrade. So if I can do that faster, it's better for points on my team as well. So a few people might be in that position this week.
3: Mm.
0: What are you doing, Ross? Are you going to trade any rookies out this week?
1: I just wait and see, see what the teams are. But otherwise, no, nah, nothing pressing at the moment. Might just hold for for a week and see. Yeah,
0: fair enough. What about you, Liam?
2: I've got to wait as well. I'm I'm really hating these uh, rolling lockouts, or not the rolling yeah. lockout, the, the team drops. Teams. Yeah. Um, especially when yeah. footy's on a Saturday, so you kind of don't have your phone, and then any last minute ins or outs, you know. Mm. Obviously, change things up. Um, in regards to rookies, that Sydney um, comment interests me because I've got three of their young guns. Um, James Jordan's been going well for Melbourne. I know this is dream team, and and Bergman and Jones, I've got them for Port Adelaide. But I know Jackson Pryor, I think, is a defender. played a couple now for Brisbane. Um, he's a potential and Mansell I know he's played one or two for Richmond now so again in terms of injuries I don't know if they hold their spots but yeah defender rookies really struggling um, <laughs> uh, and the, the midfield rookies now if, if Gordon and a Campbell or a Warner start getting rested then it's going to throw some uh, yeah going to start throwing some things in the air it's, it might affect upgrades that's for sure
1: it's a good point yeah. on the defender rookies because there really isn't anything to go to at the moment, uh, which is the reason why I've held Fantasia, which luckily um, uh, stopped me from getting a donut on the weekend. Um, but as in terms of downgrading to another rookie, there's really nothing at the moment. So I think you just got to hold whoever you've got. Well,
3: you've got, yeah. you got Lockie Jones. Lockie Jones is only 139. Yeah, I've already, already
1: got him and um, Highmore as well. Yeah, uh, from the Coole, we'll in the game. Early. Started all right, and he's just not getting a game now. So,
3: surely you guess one this week, like the way St Kilda have been playing. Like, Highmore yeah, was playing to... well, and they he got
1: must, that Webster
0: he the Webster injury as well.
3: Game. So, yeah, you must hate the coach, the coach must hate him. He must be getting Highmore too much.
0: <laughs> Could be maybe he's written a coach's missus,
3: maybe something like that. But yeah, well, another one, Jackson Pryor, who, who Liam mentioned, he's only 123.
0: Yeah, that's games. a good one. Never know with in. Brisbane though. That's the only thing. Brisbane have a strong list. It's hard to get con- yeah. consecutive games. They what always bring bring rookies in and then they drop them.
3: Well, then you got you got. What about Mel- Melik three twenty four though? He he got eighty six on the weekend, so he might be a good mid pricer.
0: Hmm.
3: How about uh, Harry Sharp? Is he going to get Swans. another game? Uh, a- Lewis Melikin from the Swans. He got eighty six. Yeah, one game.
0: What's your price that?
3: He's priced at three twenty-four, so mid
0: pricer, but oh yeah, uh, pretty dear. Yeah, you need to have some
3: money, but yeah, to shame Harry Sharp can't get a game again. He played alright.
0: Oh, well, he was talking about him. I saw something from Fagan as well, saying that he ran up and down the wing all day in the twos, so he might be considered for a recall.
2: Mm-hmm. I've got him on that's my true. bench still. Had a very good win as well.
0: Yeah, I'll have to Appreciate wait and see it. on that one. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, He's just acting as my uh, donut, basically, when he's not playing. But if he comes back and can make a bit of cash for me, that'd be good as well.
3: Yeah.
1: How about Alex Alex Clark's the other Alex one too? Witheredon. He got dropped. And I thought Jordan Clark had been playing okay. So now that Stuart's back. I don't know if Jordan Clark keeps you he, will get his spot
3: back for a little while. Yeah, I think he'll be the sub for a while. How about this Alex Witherden from West Coast? Is he going to keep getting games or is he just Hearn's replacement?
2: You couldn't drop him from the weekend's performance. Um, but yeah, you've got McGovern. If you look at their backline, you've got McGovern, Barras, Shep, um, who are all locks. Then when Hearn's back, and you've got, depends, maybe he feels Cole's role, um, although they're probably different sort of players. Um, I think Witherden was brought in purely for his kicking potential. Yeah. Not sure how well he defends. So, yeah, when Hearn comes back, that's, yeah, it's probably a risky one. Yeah, yeah. anytime Simpson talks about him,
0: now him, he keeps saying, oh, he's still learning our systems, you know, he's a very young player. So, we've got a lot of time to work with him. So, this is the sort of narrative he's building. So, he could get dropped, I reckon, still because he's just basically yeah. saying, look, he's a great player, but he's still trying to learn the way we play and stuff. So, I wouldn't consider him a lock. Back there, I'm
1: pretty sure last year at Brisbane, and played a couple of games and just absolutely chopped, and then they dropped him again the next week. So,
0: yeah, hopefully it's not the same with the Eagles. Yeah, because mm-hmm. things we don't see, maybe he's not doing the the kind of defending he's supposed to be doing. He's getting a lot of the ball, which is great, but I don't know if coaches are not happy with how he's not manning up on players. It's the kind of stuff we don't see as well. I don't know if that's happening. Could just be a flog off the field or something like that. Could be as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to uh questions from our listeners now to wrap up so we've got a lot of questions tonight so let's try and whiz through them so first up we've got from an anonymous listener uh, of the pod they've wrote in and and want to ask is it true liam if it weren't for riley fenner from fenner collisions you'd never have made it to afl as he spoon fed it to you over your junior
2: career is that true liam uh the reason is untrue i would have said because uh, it's what not to look like in a player <laughs> uh, spoon fed definitely <laughs> uh, but yeah it, basically when you look at riley fan a player you, you kind of think oh, i've got to be the opposite to that so that really, <laughs> that really inspired, me. It inspired you yeah that's great so there, there you go
0: anonymous listener uh this anonymous listener might know Riley Fenner.
2: his uh, that uh, had more, more impact on me than he did. And so. Yeah, <laughs> so no problem. Okay, there you go. And the next question we have is from
0: one uh, Aaron Edwards. You might know him quite well, Liam. So Aaron would like to ask, Liam, how good were our nights out at revs with the young Dusty Push Up King, Toby Mitchell and myself? Do you have a few, a few nights out with those boys, Liam?
2: Some interesting questions floating through. Um, yeah, no. I, I enjoyed the circuit in Melbourne. Um, I might just leave it with that or I'll be... No other explanation needed. And
0: then this next one's from Chanta. So you've heard a lot about Chanta on this podcast. He's, uh, he's pipped in here with a, with a question. So he'd like to ask Liam. You're famous for starting your career with a bang with 28 disposals on debut and being a super coach pig in your first year. Do you blame Jero for your diminishing performance thereafter, which is famous for aging blokes terribly, e.g. Harry Taylor, 45, <laughs> Jamie Cripps later, and our very own hair gray, brackets <laughs> Ross, who is the reverse Benjamin Button.
2: <laughs> oh, fantastic. Um... If, well, yeah, if I'm allowed to blame someone for my own demise, might as well be the, um, the town I grew up in.
0: There have been plenty of good products out of there. I mean, for such a small town, I'm, the percentage of AFL players that have come from that region, I think, is uh, one of the, the biggest in Australia, so you can't fault that, surely, from the Gero and Northampton region. Ain't that right, yeah. Rissy? Really?
1: That's right, mate.
0: Some yeah. of us were lucky that we didn't, we didn't
1: really enter the draft, but we probably would have more if we entered in.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you are pretty close there, yeah, Reese, as well. Just must had a few few bad uh, tryouts.
1: Well, I, I reached a little bit higher for uh, the, the
0: Asian circuit, so, you know, just got to set yeah. your goals. That's true. Speaking of which, we've got a question from Joel, which relates to that. So Joel's got a few questions here. Uh, so Joel would like to ask, is Liam in awe of the Bintang's players who have played on the international stage, whereas he's only played on the national stage? <laughs> <laughs> is that something you aspire to Liam? To play on the, in Asian footy for a, for, for,
2: for a country <laughs> against another country? Yeah, Reese has asked me a few times about this and I'm really keen to get up. It just doesn't align with, with work. Um, since I've moved back to Perth. But yeah, I, I couldn't imagine there'd be anything better than playing in in the hot, humid conditions in Jakarta or something like that. Um, I, I'd, I'd take that any day I'm playing at the G in front of 80,000. It's a tough <laughs> game in Asia, Liam. You know, someone like Lockie Whitfield, who's got a bit of a flimsy liver, he, he wouldn't last two seconds. So, I could a fair bit of training bad. that goes into it. Yes, I, I could imagine there'd be a lot of X's and O's on the whiteboard and a lot of <laughs> a lot of fitness training, a lot of contested ball up there too, I, I would imagine. So, um, yeah, it, it's something I aspire to. Whether or not I'm, I'm good enough is, is another question.
1: That, that defensive running that you have in your game, you just got
3: to lose it. So it's something
1: you <laughs> work on. Yeah, it doesn't is exist. It
2: doesn't exist, mate.
3: You've got to get better at drinking beer quickly and
2: uh, worse at defence. Well mate, I'm a shitty ass defender and I can drink piss, that's probably why I'm not on the list anymore.
3: <laughs> well you might be able
2: to me. <laughs> I'm made for Asian professional <laughs> footy, I think.
3: I think I think most people were.
2: Got drafted My, to the Got drafted
0: to who,
2: Liam, is that? Got drafted to the wrong competition.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not too late for you Liam You've got players playing for us who are still 50 So you've got plenty of years to
2: make it over to the Asian circuit Don't worry <laughs> yeah. I don't even have to go through the mature age circuit. I, I can probably just come through The normal draft process over there Can I? Well, yeah, well. the,
3: good thing about play, the good thing about playing over here Liam Is that you can be 40 years old And you're still one of the youngest blokes on the team <laughs> <laughs> it's a good feeling
0: <laughs> And I've got one more question here from uh, Joel so, another question for Liam, you'd he, he like to ask, you were picked one pick in front of Roy Sloan and 10 picks in front of Michael Walters. Do you think you're better than them? Oh. Yeah, 100%.
2: That's
0: fair <laughs> enough. I think, I think the draft says it all.
2: I think- No, uh, no, no. Oh, obviously clearly not, but I think the greatest one of all time is still the Joel Selwood draft pick. He was picked at number seven and I think it was Mitch Thorpe who was picked at number six for Hawthorne and did not play a game. Oh, <laughs> really? Wow. Jeez. Wasn't
1: there one uh, Richmond took Richard Tambling instead of yeah, Buddy Lee Franklin? Lee,
0: buddy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So that, that was, I think that was one year after the other potentially. Mm-hmm. But it was two, No, 2004 and 2007 drafts. Those two, I think, are the most notable. Um, but no I don't think I'm better than Rory Sloan or Michael Walters um, no <laughs> in fact just being humble yeah. obviously
3: you were in the day
2: you were in yeah, the day, day. Yeah. yeah they didn't They're
0: have juniors. 28 on that too, so stuff <laughs> that's right <laughs> alright that's all the questions I have Reese or Doss did you have any questions sent in to yeah. you that you'd like to ask
3: well, I've got one I, I wasn't sure I was going to be on the podcast tonight so I actually sent one in to Reese, but I'll ask it to Liam I'll ask it to Liam now that he's here so Liam, I got a copy of your yearbook and it's quite impressive, your year 12 yearbook. you got inter-school and ACC swimming captain, year 12 champion boys swimming, inter-school football, inter-school cricket, WA country tennis school runner-up, vice-captain channel seven cup, 2001. But the one that I found most interesting was a distinction for a math competition. So, And you've actually mentioned math in your yearbook twice. You've also said a math math competition in two thousand to two thousand and three, along with a walkathon, and your future goal was to go to university and play football at its highest level. You haven't quite played football at its highest level yet because you haven't been to Asia. But I <laughs> wanted to ask you a, um, I wanted to ask you a math question just to test out your math knowledge. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so are you ready? Yes. So in two
3: thousand and twelve. You had 19 games. You had 244 kicks and 230 handballs. How many disposals did you have?
2: 74. Sorry. Right in, I forgot what you said actually. 240. <laughs> say it again.
3: In 2012 oh, you me. had 19 games. Yeah, you had on. you had 244 kicks and 230 handballs. How many disposals did you have?
2: Yeah, 274.
3: 474,
2: sorry. So I 474
3: is correct. Right. But I'll take your first answer. In
2: is- <laughs> 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 hey, that game. competition, you would you accept- have been right or wrong? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I've,
2: I've obviously put a fair bit of bullshit in that yearbook. But um, <laughs> one could be, one thing I will say that I am good at looking 40, but times tables. I will give myself a a little uh yeah back.
1: I'm good at times tables. So David David's a, a math teacher in Bangkok, so he might be able to give you a quick, quick little sheriff. <laughs> so,
3: uh, well, you got you got it right. Uh, four 474 is correct. So I'll accept you I'll accept your second answer. Well done, mate. I
2: haven't lost it.
3: I think your first um, answer was 274, which would have been wrong. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Yeah, that's wrong. right. It's still within still within the time limit. Reese, do you have any yeah. questions from any <laughs> listeners?
3: Um I, I did have a couple come in. Um I've, I've got one if you don't have any Reese. Oh yeah, yeah, here you go. So when you were playing at North Melbourne, Liam, who was the chunter of North Melbourne? <laughs> Ah, oh, based hey, on what you know, a chanter.
2: super, yeah. I reckon Nathan Grimer, he's the funniest man I know, probably. But he he would he does know his footy, but his super coach, <laughs> coaching, like he he you would think he was, he was God's gift to super coach, but his results. <laughs> <laughs> he, that lot, yeah, it's hard to kind of Chansa seems like a phenomenal guy just obviously his coaching's a little bit you know like not right there but um, <laughs> no, he, he'd come up with these smoky players You go look I've got this smoky like when every year and we'd like try and ask him who it was and all that and, and it was like half the time was either a bloke you'd never even knew was on the list and didn't even play round one. Or it was a bloke like just for instance, say this year, like it was like picking Rory Laird at your, as your number one defender. Like he'd call them smokies, like it was, he was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, he has got he's got a bit of chunter in him, Nani Grimes. a
1: bloke that doesn't know Chunter, you've summed him up pretty good there, Liam.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think you have. <laughs> Sorry, John, all us. I reckon you, you, you're probably a ripper bloke mate <laughs> I think you've <laughs> you, signed up mate. nicely I, I, I all, the, all,
0: the, all the potential in the world but he just can't deliver on uh, on game day on the Supercoach field
3: a <laughs>
2: <laughs> bit, lot, bit right. right. possible don't huh?
0: nah, mate uh, I've flourished
1: up in Asian footy um, two time lofty cup best and first winner just thought I'd get that ish hunter, just so you're listening if you're listening um, but yeah no, nah, that's the big stage up there mate
0: It's amazing how good, amazing how good Asian footy is at making you uh, feel like you're a better player. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think that might be all we have time for today. Uh, So thank you, Reese, for coming back on again, Ross. Thank you, Doss, as always. And thank you to our special guest for tonight, Liam. It's been a pleasure having you all on and uh, all the best, Liam, for the rest of the year for your dream team. And, uh, Hope it goes well. Hope you can improve on that 400 rank and get down to number one. See if you can win the car.
2: No worries. Thanks, boys. Um, Yeah, it's been fun. So all the best with this for the rest of the year and uh, hopefully maybe one day in the future we can get up and have a run with you, boys. Sounds awesome. Thanks,
1: Liam. Thanks, David. Thanks, uh, Carolyn. Good to talk to you as well. Thanks, boys.